Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Desner. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with your dating guru and founder of SoloInTheCity.tv, Cheryl Besner. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Dan. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, this is gonna. It might be a bit of a heavy show, actually, this week. Uh, we're talking about something that can be unpleasant. Well, it can be unpleasant. We're talking about toxic relationships. And I think everybody probably experiences at least one in their life. I know I have. You? I could think of one off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah? Well, I, you know, I'm a lot older than you are, Dan, so <laughs> I've had more time to practice at these things. And it's funny because even in Soul in the City, when we're working with people one-on-one, there's a lot of people who get involved in a relationship and they know it's the wrong relationship for them. And it, it even depends on what degree of toxic we're talking about. But they know they shouldn't be in it, and they just don't want to be alone. So they keep either making excuses or saying, you know what, it's okay. You know, it becomes something that's part of them rather than something that should be enjoyed. So when, when you're starting to date someone, what are some of the signs that you look at for when you to spot a guy who may be a, a, a toxic or, or, or a woman who may be a, tox, a, a potential toxic partner? How, what are some warning signs you think? Well, I, I think toxic, first of all, again, it depends on what you define as toxic. So for some people, you know, it could be as, as blatant as, you know, somebody beating you up. I mean, that's so blatant, yet people live with that for a long time. And then it can be something as simple as, how does that person make you feel about yourself? And I think that's it. Like, what a relationship should be is two people who enjoy being with each other and kind of support each other, pump each other, give to each other. Well, at least that's what I want. I don't know what you, what you want, Dan, but that's yeah. what I'm looking for. For sure. And uh, and I would say maybe being possessive is this a pretty early Well, again, there, there's yeah. but there's so many signs. There's possessiveness. There's putting down. You know, there's an arrogance that plays into it. And again, it all comes down to what is your poison? I mean, that's that's what toxic is all about, poison. I even asked my son, I said, do you understand what a toxic relationship is? And his first thing was no. And I said, well, what does toxic mean? And he went poison. So it's about picking your poisons that you want to live with and picking the ones that you don't want to live with and then getting rid of the ones that you shouldn't live with. So we'll have Joel, our bachelor on the program. We'll also have our panel, panel uh, Daniel Geltner, who's a chef, and uh, Caroline Kotze uh, from the Gouvernance uh, au Femine uh, group. That's right. And uh, But first, let's get to our, uh, our guest of honor. That's right. So our guest today is Sophie Berubet, and she actually wrote a book about sans antecedents. Sorry, I'm going to spell this or say this wrong. Sans antecedents. Is that good? It's perfect. Ah, yeah, S- I got sans, it. Sans antecedents. Sans antecedents. Sophie Berubet, welcome to Solo in the City. Merci. Thank you so much. Forget my, uh, my French accent. I haven't no, been talking no. this, uh, English this okay. morning. Well, I messed up the title of your book, so but you can go. <laughs> I couldn't wait to join in, in your conversation because it's such an subject, important subject mm-hmm. and for the listeners because you were saying, I don't know if you had a toxic relationship or, um, in your life and one of the particular toxic relationships the address uh, in uh, in my trailer is about NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, it's something that it's not very well known, but it's getting more and more known, and it will touch a hundred percent 
of the population at one time in their life, either into a relationship with, um, with, with, with a person, but also it could be with a boss, with a family member. So toxic relationship can be, of course, we're going to talk about in the couple, um, uh, in, in a love relationship, but it also uh, can affect any kind of relationship, uh, that, that poison you're talking about. And also you said, what are the, you ask, uh, what, what um, the warning signs, the warning signs. And it's really tough to know. You say, okay, That's of right. course, if you get beat up, it's, it's pretty obvious, but still it cannot, it, 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 it's really not obvious to the person who is in that relationship. They don't, you think, you know, but no, they don't know because most of the time they've been brought up to think that it's okay that and they, that or that it's their fault and they have to do work on themselves if you see a person that is always in therapy about her relate or his relationship with another person maybe that's a sign 100% and also you said but one of the most important sign is fear if a person if the person starts to fear that uh, her or his partner is um, it, 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 just 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 a simple uh, feeling of fear because uh, it, it's not necessarily that person never attacked you. It's not obvious. You don't know why, but there's this fear. That should be the, 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 the most important warning sign. That means like run, run for your life. Even if you don't know why you fear and I'm going to quote a, a, a quote from the Smurfs. <laughs> the Smurfs. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I want to take dating advice for relationship yes. advice. Where I find the, all my relationships. Is that advice. right? And okay. So let's go to the Smurfs. Yeah, the Smurfs movie, the first one. Everybody saw that. If you have kids around you in your life, uh, they're talking about passive aggressive Smurf. It's really funny. I'm just like, my God, I I didn't know the meaning of passive aggressive before I was 35, and now it's in the Smurfs. So that that's a sign of evolution, guys. <laughs> But uh, they were talking about they were missing their 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 home and they're like oh i miss that smurf and one smurf goes like one smurf that i don't miss is passive aggressive smurf oh yeah it's true he's nice but when he leaves you feel bad and the one thing about That's passive aggressives is they also love to find somebody that they can play on that person's fear. And that's something that a lot of people get into the habit mm -hmm. of. They, they choose somebody who will play and, you know, people within different relationships, you choose the same kind of person. So mm -hmm. often you're choosing somebody who is fearful and the person on the other end is choosing somebody who's passive aggressive. And that's the routine of sometimes that we have to break. I'm not sure I agree with that. Oh. I'm not sure I agree with that. There's patterns in people. Be, yes, there's patterns. But you wouldn't say from a person that she's a fearful person. For example, you, Cheryl, you've had a toxic relationship maybe in the past, but you'd look like you're fearless, strong, <laughs> you know, like you have a lot of drive. You're like, you, you, you don't look like... Uh, but it took the, a lot to the, get there, Sophie. It doesn't yeah, just happen overnight. But, And the fact is, though, yeah. I, I will say, whether it's whether it's the fearfulness within you, but there's something that makes you fearful and lets you 
keep receiving what that person is doing rather than stand up for yourself. A vulnerability. A vulnerability. Also, also, also that what comes with sometimes with women or people with a lot of drive. They're very sociable. It's because they, they want to be loved. Sophie Berrebet joins us, a journalist, lawyer, and the author of a thriller that deals a lot with toxic relationships. It's called Sans Antecedent. Um, what inspired you to, to write the book, Sophie? Was it personal experience or is this just a fiction? Oh, I would totally lie if I'd say that I've never had Uh, an experience like that I think it takes an experience like that to to fully understand and it's almost like it's a secret society uh, within the society you know when you look at, at someone and you go like do you know the meaning of manipulation and you get a wink or you get a what you say like fish eyes there's two people the one who've been through that and the one who don't know yet about it and of course i've had this experience but it's it's an experience that is really really tough to tell and that's the the beauty of the thriller that i've come up with it's a fiction and i don't know if you see the movie gone girl Yes, I did. Yeah, it's like the two versions uh, of the same story. But, you know, in Gone Girl, uh, you don't get attached to the emotionally uh, about the characters. But in Sans Antecedent, which I hope one day will be translated into No Priors, um, is, um, is the story of Thomas. Who's a bohemian young uh, librarian? He works in a in a Renault Bray type of place. He's cool, you know. He, he does all those like arts on the side, and he says, "I don't need to be big, you know. I'm big enough for me in my own universe." And then he meets this lawyer who's like very hot, uh, not and very like more conservative, but he falls in love with her, and he tells this story. And the more the story goes. It's because she becomes like crazy and crazier and you're like oh my god what's gonna happen and you know that there's a drama that will unfold but then part two it's Roxanne's turn to tell the story and the more the story evolves uh, you understand that maybe there's something wrong with Thomas and uh, you know that's the where the trailer goes and you get that so the, through that trailer you understand toxic the toxic relationship between them We're talking about toxic relationships this week on Solo in the City. In studio with us is Sophie Berube, author of Sans Antecedents. She's a lawyer and journalist as well. Uh, we'll have our bachelor joining the conversation. Joel, coming up, uh, this is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. It's going down, fade to Black Street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like agony, no doubt. I put it down, never stop. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, your dating guru, founder of Solo in the City, uh, Cheryl Vesner. And uh, Cheryl, this week we're talking about toxic relationships and... Mm -hmm. Uh, in studio, we have uh, Sophie Berube. She's the author of Sans Antecedents, a thriller that deals a lot with the issue. She's a lawyer and journalist, and we'll have uh, Joel as well coming up. He is our, our Bachelor of the Week. Uh, but a pretty important thing to keep in mind when you're, when you're just even casually dating, and, and there are some things to look out for maybe to make sure that you don't end up in a toxic relationship. Well, I think the biggest thing is if you see one happening in front of you, It's time to leave. I mean, just don't even get into it. And, and I think we have to look at the person that's sitting across the table from us and, and just feel always relaxed. And that's what Sophie was saying earlier. Fear is a big part of it. And we don't want to be fearful with somebody. And, and it can be as simple as them constantly, you know, putting you down in front of people. It doesn't have to be where they're smacking you across the head. And that's what we're talking about. 
Mm. So, Sophie, uh, uh, tell us again what, what maybe some, um, uh, some warning signs could be or some things to look out for in, in your experience anyway. <laughs> I'm going to say something very general. So people are going to be screaming and they're all saying like, <laughs> no, I don't have a problem. But, you know, if a guy, for example, has an issue with his mother, <laughs> run for your life. Yeah. Mommy issues are really a We've big... We've heard that before. Big, <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. We have. <laughs> but, but, you know, like that fear, I'm going to go back to it because sometimes it's just in a simple conversation. I remember I was in a toxic relationship and I, I said, oh my God, you're so stupid. Don't ever call me stupid. Yep, that, that kickback, <laughs> oh, right? I was like, and, and it's, it was the first time I had such an interaction with someone. And because I didn't uh, trust myself enough, I said, oh my God, okay. So, uh, 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 and then the fear began there. You know, I didn't want to upset him even there was no violence. He just said, don't ever call me stupid again. And, I, 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 and it was just like so, um, it's so subtle. That's the thing that it's so tough to explain that you really got to trust yourself. And I think also another sign is when somebody's always right. You know, like no matter what happens, they're right. They're, I think... I try in my own life to be more and more unapologetic because though th- these are the people who get, who gets things done, you know, and gets the good jobs. <laughs> but at the same time, if somebody's never, never, ever wrong about anything, you know, it, it, it's impossible that you're that that it's you, you who, who is always wrong. So that's I think another bigger b- big sign in the dating thing. It's tough. Well, it's tough it, because you know, it is, oh. but it isn't. Because here's the thing is, if you are, especially if you're coming out of a long-term marriage or you've been divorced, at a certain age, you're going out with people who have been married as well. And you can sit there on a very first date and know whether that person is going to have a toxic you know, interaction with you because they start right away talking badly about the person Bashing that they, they were and it, yeah. you know that if they're doing that that's just going to keep on going through the second date the third date and you'll be married 10 years and they're still going to be after that person yeah it's like yeah 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 we know your ex was crazy but you know maybe some but you know you know maybe somebody made her crazy or made him crazy and that's, that's the what thing you gotta look also out for. And it's something also, oh my God, it's so important at the beginning of a relationship. It's the, the issue of trust. Because sometimes it's not only toxic people. You know, the way I'm talking, it's about like violent people, cruel people, people with NPD, like narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, sometimes it's, it's okay people, but the mismatch is so grand that it becomes toxic. So compatibility, you know, like if you don't have the same lifestyle, I'm going to be like very old fashioned here, but you know, if you have so different backgrounds, so different like uh, beliefs, uh, it, 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 it might lead up to a lot of mistrust and without trust, it, it leads to competition. You know, if somebody is competitive with you, like, I don't know, my, my husband is so is such a great man. When he's, when he's right and I'm wrong, I'm so happy. I laugh and it's, it's fun. And, and when I'm right and he's wrong, he's, he's happy too. Like, there's no competition and there's a trust. And you, you talk, Dan, about possessiveness. It, it's to be a bit possessive, you know. You don't want to be sharing, the, the, you know, <laughs> everything you have. But the thing is, it, it, it's more about like um, that trust, and, and that that really, I don't know, it helps relax. And if you relax, no fear, no, 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 
no bad situation, less bad situation in my previous toxic relationships. I remember that there was this lack of trust, you know. Now, were both those relationships, you said you had a couple of them, were they the same issue in both? Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna, I talked about the other people, but we gotta take a look at ourselves. Well, that's what I was saying before in, in uh-huh. the previous segment. We were talking about the fact that we also create a pattern for ourselves and we have yes. to break the pattern for ourselves before we can change up what the interaction is gonna be with another person. My parents come from another, uh, I would say that, decade, more than the other decades, they were born in the 30s. So the way they were brought up were like, we call it like green plants, you know, like you, you, you just water them, but there's no like confident building, a lot of affection. So they were kind of like, they didn't know how to do, uh, do well with us. And so it was more like they were, they wanted us to perform. So if you're brought up thinking to be loved, I have to perform and it's never going to be enough. You're going to look for a relationship where people, other women or men, are going to say to you, it, you're not enough, you got to perform more, you're not enough, you're not enough. So when I met my husband and he was looking at me like, oh, I'm, he's going to love me, like whether I'm working, not working, fat, thin, like I felt that flow of unconditional love, I realized, oh my God, that's what, love is supposed to be about and that's what we all want to feel and and it was like um, uh, an epiphany and i just like i will never go back to something less than that better be alone than with that uh, than 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 with somebody who's never satisfied by who you are and doesn't accept you so but it's me who was looking for that and maybe i was repulsed by guys that, that were ready to love me unconditionally because that felt weird. I wasn't used to that. So you really got to, what's my favorite, my, what's my favorite <laughs> sentence? Do you know? No, I'm not no. sure. No, no, I'm like so confused now. Okay, <laughs> if you're like single now and it's been a long while and it's always n- not the right person, it's like change your casting. Ah, there change you go. your casting. Go for the bald if you like the hair. Go for the small if you like the tall. Just change your casting. Change the casting. Sophie Birabid joins us, author of Sans Antecedents, a thriller uh, about toxic relationships, lawyer, journalist. Um, so, really, what you're saying is that some people seek out toxic relationships. Isn't that kind of the one issue? You, you seek out what's comfortable. People don't like change. Nobody likes change. Nobody likes to move. Nobody likes to oh, change Oh, I love job. change. I'm sorry. I do. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, so, so people are just going for what they know. The first thing, you know, like if you love pistachio ice cream and there's pistachio in another flavor, you might choose pistachio. So it's the same with, with guys or, or, or women. You're just like, if you like the drama queen, you no, know, if you've always known the drama queens, either as being your mother or your father, you're going to love for drama queens in your love relationships too. Let's uh, bring in our Bachelor of the Week now. It's time for that. Uh, Joel Paredes is on the line. Hi, Joel. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. 31 years old. Uh, I live downtown. Uh, work in, uh, fina- I'm actually in uh, IT, but I work for a financial uh, institution. And I'm um, looking for uh, the one, I guess. And I hear you're actually quite trendy in the way you dress and the things that you like to do. You like to be out and about around town, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm, um, like, I guess I'm more like a jack-of-all-trades, uh, modern-day jack-of-all-trades. So I like to do a lot of sports. Um, go out, dinners, uh, meet new people. I'm very, social, uh, I'm very socially active. And is it important to you that the person that you meet, your bachelorette, 
that you want to meet is as active as you are? Nope. Um, like, for me, it's like half-half, you know. Like, I can't find the perfect one, but I have to at least, you know, if she has the same qualities as I do, like family values and stuff like that, it, like, I could stay home on a Saturday night easily or go out on a Saturday night. So it, to me, it, it's it's what I feel like doing on that day. I'm more of a free bird, you know. I like to do things on the fly. I always ask this of somebody, what is your deal breaker? Is there something that would say, nope, not going out on a second date with this person, don't want that in my life? Um, well, it depends. Like, on a first date, I can't really tell. It's more like a second, third date where I ever talked about families, like, and stuff like my family, my mom, my, my dad, my sisters, they're very important to me, and especially my friends, my close friends. Good. No mommy issues there. You know, <laughs> listening. Listen, listen women. And that was going to be my next question. Have you ever been in a toxic relationship? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> well, sort of. Well, I wouldn't call it a relationship. I would say two months of dating. It's not a serious relationship, but that was a bit uh, toxic for me. All right, well, Joel, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, don't forget, you can find uh, Joel, uh, bachelors like Joel, and bachelorettes too at solointhecity.tv on the dating section. And uh, we also want to thank Sophie Berrebe for joining us in studio. The book is Sans Antecedent, uh, lawyer, uh, journalist. Uh, SophieBerrebe.com is the website and at Twitter at Sophie Berrebe. Thank also, you so much. And also, we want to thank Sophie because if you like us on Facebook today on our weekly draw, you can win a signed copy of Sophie's book, Sans Antecedent. Yep, head out over to Solo in the City on Facebook or on Twitter at Solo in the City TV. And uh, we'll get to our roundtable next, Cheryl. We have uh, Caroline and Dan in and all talking about toxic relationships, how to cut the ties. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Taking me higher than I've ever been before. I'm holding it back, just one shot, I'll keep it warm. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City, your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, the founder of TV, Cheryl Besner. And Cheryl, it's all about toxic relationships tonight. And uh, let's uh, introduce our roundtable. We have uh, Caroline Kotze. She's the general manager at CIRA Medical Services and the founder of La Gouvernance Au Féminin. Uh, Caroline, uh, welcome to Solo in the City. Thank you. Happy to be here. And we have Dan Geltner. He's a partner executive chef at Suwu Restaurant on Saint-Laurent. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. So, Cheryl, all about uh, how to avoid those really nasty relationships. Yeah, well, nobody wants to drink their poison, do they, Caroline? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you've had a little bit of poison in your life that you're happy is kind of flushed down the toilet now? Absolutely, yeah. I've I've been under some sort of a dark cloud for a little while, but uh, never let that get to my uh, morale. Uh, I've, uh, yeah, I've uh, met a few people who were lovely, but uh, had uh, some issues that I had no time to deal with. Now, do you think it's changed as you get older, as you date different people, you identify and you move on a lot quicker? Well, I thought so, but I think I've got this Mother Teresa syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I do see there's a problem and I don't necessarily take off. Just because I feel I'm going to be the miracle worker and help these people work through their issues. But you know what? In their 40s, they're not really going to change. I think this is what I need to embrace now, that 
people that I meet are who they are and they're going to stay that way. I can enhance their life somehow, but I can't change them. There's not going to be, you know, any metamorphose. <laughs> no, 100%. And that's at any age, right, Dan? You know, you're out there, you're dating, you're single, you've never been married, right? Correct. And you meet a lot of women out there. I do. <laughs> and any long-term relationships happen through that? Uh, yeah, I've had a few long-term relationships. and uh, But, yeah, right now, definitely playing the field, uh, you know, tr starting to date a little bit again. I recently got out of a relationship. And so one, one of the things is we, we have to know at a very young age we can't change anybody. I know that when I was younger, I always wanted to fix the person I was with. And I always was attracted to the broken puppy, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, one, the bird with no wings and wanted to help them. Guys, you both know that's not going to happen, right? I do. You have to, and you have to remember not to change yourself too much either. I find that sometimes I'm trying to change myself to please that person and it ends up hurting me in the end. Now, why do you do that? Is it something that they're, you know, kind of projecting onto you and you say, oh, they want me to change? Or is it something if I want to date that person? I think it I might be something change. within me that I'm often trying to, to give that person what I feel that they want. And then I end up not being myself. And, of course, that's never a good, uh, good thing. No, we always have to be who we are. And I know myself, for instance, when I think of where I am today and I think back... I'm exactly where I was when I was 20. But I do think when I decided to get married, have kids, I thought I kind of had to be a certain way to fit into the community that I wanted to fit into. And you know what? It didn't work, right? It doesn't work for us. Yeah, I think you have to be authentic in everything that you do. Um, I stick to that. Uh, people who know me, they know that, you know, what you see is what you get. And I don't pretend I'm going to change anything. I know my flaws very well. And I've chosen to embrace some of them. Uh, and I've chosen to work on others. So where do you think the problem happens for you? Is it in choosing the wrong person? I think person? that's what it is. So what is it that yeah. you think you're attracted to that's toxic for you? Well, I think, you know, I, I, was, I was married at a very, very young age. I married at 21 with my high school uh, boyfriend that I met when I was 17. It did work for almost nine years, which is quite miraculous. You know, I have mm -hmm. children who are 18 and 19, and I can't imagine them spending eight or nine years of their life with the person that they would be meeting now. But hey, who knows? Uh, and then I remarried very quickly again and had my two children. So I was in very stable, you know, a very stable 20 odd years. Um, and it's after that. It's after I decided, you know, to get out of these marriages and, and live a different life that it became more complicated. And for you, Dan, it must be difficult because I would say in, in the line of work, you know, you have long hours and you're out in the public and, you know, there's girls, they love a man who can cook, right? Yeah. <laughs> the secret we love to it. my success. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find that really plays against you in your dating yeah, world? Absolutely. Uh, uh, definitely girls I've dated in the past complain. You know, you're working holidays, you're working weekends, you're working mm -hmm. long hours. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're late to their birthday party or you're late to an important event. And uh, it's one of those things where you really have to battle, you know, your career, which is, you know, I, in my case, my passion. And uh, and then your goal to, you know, to have a partner and someone you love because it's that's an equally important part of your life. And you would think that the person that would love you would kind of 
push you on and support and you, you yes. in your career because, as you said, which I love, by the way, your career is your passion. I mean, right. what what more could we want? You too, right? Well, I mean, working 14-hour days, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't only have one career, right? Right. I'm, you know, I'm senior vice president of, of, of a corporation. That's what I do during the day, but I also have a foundation. So the two together, it's literally 14-hour days. So... It's not the easiest thing for a man to be comfortable with that because that's my priority. So guys that you date need to be just as driven, as ambitious, and just, you know, been a coincidence that the past men that I've, I've met uh, more recently were not necessarily driven but proud of me and, and, and would allow me actually to do, to do what I have to do. But it doesn't give much time for a couple, though. Caroline Kotze and uh, Chef Dan Geltner on the roundtable this evening on Solo in the City. So, guys, we were talking about this previously. Um, what are some warning signs for you? What, what, are, what are some things that, that, in your experience, we should look out for um, in people that, that could be perhaps uh, a little bit toxic? Well, wait a minute. I think Caroline kind of ignores those warning signs from what she's saying. <laughs> that is so true, Cheryl. I, well, I we think... have had a couple private sessions together yeah. talking about these issues. Exactly. I see them. Or what warning signs I, do you flock to, maybe, is the question. Well, that's what we were talking yeah. about before, is breaking the pattern. I mean, yeah. we have to break those patterns. And maybe up until now, you haven't been ready to break the pattern. I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ready. All right. Now we're going to get into something here. <laughs> no, I'm very ready, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to make the same mistakes. I can't guarantee it. Well, we can never guarantee it, but we can kind of put things into proper perspectives, know what it is that is our pattern, and then try, really try to look at it as it's coming towards us and say, is this really where I want to be? Well, I'll tell you, one, one of the elements that I'm trying to stick to right now is to think that I need someone who's going to help me grow. And I've been seen in the past by, by men that I've met as someone who helps them develop and grow because I'm very ambitious and I, I push people, you know, beyond, uh, beyond their, their comfort zone. That's all part of the gouvernance au féminin uh, Gouvernance au well. féminin, that's the mindset, right? It's pushing people to go above what, they, what they're currently doing and trying to be, you know, more of a role model for others, etc., I, I, I need someone who's actually going to push me to grow even more. I, I'd like that. For or allow change, you the space. Or, or at least allow you the space yeah. to do it and support you through it. Yeah, that, that's a nice start. But I'm, I'm you know, me being even more ambitious this time <laughs> around, saying I need someone who's actually going to push me. So it's not an easy task. And what about you, Dan? Do you want to find that person who can help you grow or give you the space to grow? Help me grow, definitely, but also wants to grow themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want them to mm -hmm. just worry about what I'm doing. They need to worry about themselves just as much and grow together, really. It's a good point. Yeah, and that's where I was kind of going with it, and I was hoping you would say something like that. And, <laughs> and, and it's funny because I do think it has a little bit to do with our demographics. You know, we're used to having a man kind of help us along where we can do it on our own, and they can do it on our own, and then the two shall meet. Dan. Well, I want to thank uh, uh, Chef Dan uh, Geltner for the uh, for stopping by, uh, executive chef and partner at Suwu on Saint Laurent, uh, and Caroline Kotzi, general manager at Sierra Medical Services, and of course founder of uh, La Gouvernance au Féminin. Uh, very interesting conversation, guys. Thanks for dropping by solo in the city. Thanks for the invitation. It's been fun. And coming up, your kiss calendar, Cheryl, and the love beats on the street. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD eight hundred.
You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. I don't know, it's just something about you. Got me feeling like I can't be without you. Anytime someone mention your name. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm Dan Delmar with, of course, Cheryl Besner, host and founder of Solo in the City. And uh, Cheryl, time for your kiss calendar. Keep it simply social. And uh, even though we're uh, we're in August, there is still lots of fun stuff to do in town. Oh, 100%. And right off the bat, it's the Montreal Rogers Tennis Cup is continuing on. It's hosted by the National Bank. It's going on for the rest of the week. This is a great prestigious tennis tournament. I don't know if there's any tickets still out there. I don't know if you know for sure, but I think we can probably Should tell people yeah. to go out there and try and get some because it's a great thing. It's taking place at the Stade Uniprix, so fantastic. Um, Monday night, the YMYWHA is having their golf tournament. Well, the golf tournament goes on during the day, obviously, and then into the night, they have the whole event, and it's lunch, food, and drinks. You can hang out there for the whole day. It's at the Hillsdale Golf and Country Club. It's a beautiful location halfway up north. So you can contact Laura Wiseman if you want at 514-737-6551 and go out there and take your clubs. I, I haven't golfed yet. I, uh, I, I mini putt on occasion. Maybe the driving <laughs> range every couple of years. Okay, well, I don't know if either, a, but I don't think we yeah, should go out there. No, no. no I, I actually bad. like driving the carts, and I can, I can pour <laughs> the martinis. I'll be at the bar. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> um, all week long, also, the Montreal Pride Celebrations is taking place at the Place Emily um, Gamelin. That's the LGBTQ event that goes on every year. It's Montreal's full of rich history and celebration of the LGBTQ. The population is huge, and it's at the forefront of all the gay rights movements globally. So good going, Montreal, for being at the head on that. And as well, starting all this week is the Italian Week. It's got multi a range of major cultural events that take place all over the city annually every year. So check that out. They're happening everywhere in Little Italy, NDG, uh, Riviera des Prairies. So it's toasting all the beauty and diversity of Italy here at home. I wish I was in Italy right now, actually. And last but not least, the Montreal Meetup Group entitled Present Get Feedback Get Mentors will be hosting a Speak With Style Toastmasters Club from 6 to 8 p.m. That's Wednesday night. It's happening downtown. So you can check out all these events and more on the site. But lastly... I got to tell you, on Thursday night, we're going to be going live at DECA 77. We have a great show planned. Dan, you're not going to be there. You're going to be on vacation. I, I won't be there, unfortunately. Sounds like fun, though. I will be. Well, I have Dr. Lori from Passion is going to be co-hosting with me that night. As well, we're going to have Scarlett James. And we have a special guest, Welder Weir, is going to be coming on. And we're going to be talking about flirting and how important it is in relationships while we get to discover the new tasting menu at DECA 77. So for anybody wanting to come out and be part of the show that night, head on out Thursday night. Make your reservations at DECA 77. The menu that night is a table d'hôte. You can try it all for $32. And if you're solo in the city and say so when you book your reservation, you're going to get a complimentary glass of wine. So, lots going on. Thanks very much, Cheryl. Now let's move on to the love beats on the street. Our correspondent, Jess Solomon, went onto the streets to talk to people about, uh, about this very dicey issue. That's right. And here is what people had to say about what defines a toxic relationship to them. Hi, I'm Jess Solomon with Solo in the City on CJD. Love Beats on the Street. What's your name? 
my name is Daniel. How would you define a toxic relationship? If there's more negative than positive, I would consider that a toxic relationship probably. Or I guess because a good relationship, you're supposed to improve each other and the toxic's the opposite. My girlfriend of five and a half years, uh, she cheated on me several times. Once oh. with my male roommate, oh, I no. saw it. <laughs> oh and then in the same night, uh, my friend's uh, girlfriend, same night, uh, I came in, it was weird, there were other people in the room, and I just stood there and watched, and that's how I got the nickname, the Hamilton Spectator. What is the surefire sign that you're in a toxic relationship for you? Oh my god, so, so many, uh, <laughs> so many signs. Jealousy? Yes. Extreme, extreme jealousy, possessiveness. Those are good red flags, uh, yes. But also like jealousy of things that aren't you can't shouldn't even be jealous of you know yeah. like 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 jealous of me hanging out with family members like male <laughs> family members things like that why do you share so much with them and not with me yeah and also i'm not flirting with my cousin so <laughs> you need to back off with that oh i'll tell them what's going on i'll say we can't be friends this is too much for me i had a friend call me one day 45 times it was a woman, and she called me 45 times just to see where I was. Appeared at my house. Every relationship I've ever been in is toxic. <laughs> wow, Cheryl. I know where you're going. The Hamilton exactly. Spectator I has got to be the, one you were going the best for. line I've heard on the show so far. That is hysterical. Uh, the Hamilton Spectator. I love that. Oh, um, I, I, my head is still spinning, but mostly from watching you laugh. Because two yeah. seconds ago, you were telling me you're not feeling 100% today, <laughs> looking a little green, and all of a sudden, the color's back in your yeah, face. Yeah, I had, I had some toxic food last night. Um, <laughs> uh, but hearing that really, really uh, uh, bright, uh, brightened, brightened up my, brightened my evening. Up, yeah. But, uh, okay, so one thing I want to talk about before we go, um, one thing that keeps coming up, I think, is is toxic relationships, which means that the people are toxic, right? But really, or the I... dynamics between the two, you there are you toxic. Right. It's not always the other person, you know. Sometimes it's what we bring to the table too. And sometimes those toxic people just need help. They need maybe maybe to realize that they are being toxic. They need they need a bit of uh, uh, maybe therapy or health services to change your behavior. But I think very few people in this world are really and truly toxic. I, and I agree with you. And again, you know, when you talk about toxic relationship, it's how the two of you together. So yeah. yes, we were identifying what to look for in a person, but sometimes it's just the dynamics between the two of you. And if it's toxic, get out of it. If you're constantly arguing with each other, I dated somebody. Every time we would sit down to a table, within five minutes, we were like at each other's throats. And it was fun conversation. You know what? It was stimulating. It was dynamic. But it's not somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with. I just wanted to have dinner and then spar sometimes. And yeah. that was perfect for that. During Love Beats also, one guy was, <laughs> one woman actually was saying that uh, he, she had a boyfriend who was possessive about, uh, about her male family members, which is just so weird. And whenever, yeah, well, that you kind of got to look at a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Whenever girlfriends ask me advice about guys, I always say uh, if possessiveness comes up, Run. That's that's such a bad sign, in my opinion. Unless you want to be possessed by somebody. That that's maybe you might be that needy. That, maybe. Yeah, there are needy people out there who need that. All right, Cheryl. Thanks uh, for for a very fascinating show. Solointhecity.tv. The blogs there as well, and uh, and the dating site too, where you can find plenty of people who hopefully will not be toxic at all. We hope so. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> and I'm flying solo with you this week, as in every other week. And for more information about today's events and other things that are going on in the city, go to Solo in the City. TV and visit our dating site to meet people just like Joel. I'm Cheryl Besner, flying solo with you this week. Until next week, have a good one.